to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Praise God, the Lord has directed us tonight to Revelations 12. Revelation 12. Revelation. I said Revelations, but it's Revelation 12. This message you're about to hear tonight, I want you to take it in all seriousness. I'd like to ask that you stay till the end of the service and that if you got a pencil, take notes because it's a vital uh, message which you need and which you need to use in your personal life. And I'm going to have you participate a little bit in the service tonight as we get on into the message. But I want you to listen. And I want you to mark the scriptures, go back to the scriptures, look at the scriptures, meditate upon the scriptures, because you're going to use these scriptures by faith to defeat the devil in every area of your life. Every area of your life. There's not going to be an area that he can get into in your life when you leave here tonight. Isn't that right? Because you're going to use these scriptures on the devil tonight when he leaves, when you, when you leave here tonight. Okay, I want you to open up your Bible to Revelation 12, starting with verse number 7. Verse number 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought, fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not, prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Hold your hand in that scripture and turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. I want to go back to the top of verse 5 now. You casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and you bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and you having a readiness 
to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Does your Bible have you in there? You just put it there. Well, praise God. That's exactly what you need to do. Now let's turn over to Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. You need to mark these verses. You need to know where these verses are at. You need to write them down on a pencil and a piece of paper. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, you take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and you having done all to stand, you stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And you having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shrod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all you taking the shield of faith wherein ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And you take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and you watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You might wonder why I included those last two verses there. I want you praying for me. I want you praying for the pastors of this church. Now I want you to turn to 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 1, starting with verses 18. 1 Peter 1, starting with verse 18. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Now turn over to chapter 5 of 1 Peter, starting out with verse 7. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Okay, now you might wonder why I read all these scriptures to you. Turn back to Revelations 12 now. And why also I put the emphasis in there on you. You can read the Bible all day long, but until you begin to do something with the Word of God, until you put the Word of God into action, it is not going to do you one bit of good. Not one bit of good. Reading verse number 11 of chapter 12, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. It was their testimony. It was them putting the word into action. And you have to begin to put the word into action because that is how you overcome the devil. But how do you overcome the devil? It says here, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. So what that is telling me is that we have to begin to testify what the blood of the lamb has done. We have to begin to testify what the blood of the lamb has done. Starting back here when it says, And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now we might take that and put it in past tense and go back to when God cast Lucifer out of heaven. I'm sure you've heard that story. It's recorded in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. Lucifer had exalted himself above God because of his pride, wanting to be like God, saying, I will do this, I will do that. And God wasn't going for it, and he cast him out of heaven onto the earth. And therefore, his seed of sin came into mankind as Adam rebelled against God and his word. But we can bring that a little closer to home. And we can take it back 2,000 years ago. When Satan came at Jesus Christ with all he had, but he did not prevail over Jesus Christ, did he? Jesus said, the prince of this world has nothing in me. Jesus even said that he saw Satan cast down from heaven as, as lightning Amen. and fell to the earth. But he said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and over all scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall be able to hurt you. That's what Jesus said in giving power to his disciples. So we know that Satan didn't prevail over Jesus. Now we also know that the same power that cast the devil out of heaven is the same power that God used on earth to cast down the devil. And that same power that God used to cast down the devil and that Jesus used to cast down the devil is that power that is in us today that is used to cast down the devil. Amen. 
because we've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that is dunamis power, the same power that spoke the earth into existence, God's power, and that is what we use today. So what this scripture is saying to me is that there is war in heaven today. And I live in the kingdom of heaven. I don't know about you, but I live in the kingdom of heaven. I walk in the kingdom of heaven today because the kingdom of heaven lives inside of me. And as the devil comes at me today, he cannot prevail over me. He might fight me all he wants to fight me, but he cannot prevail over me. And no place is found in my life. No place of the devil is found in my life because my body belongs to God. It don't belong to him. He cannot use my body. My body is a heavenly body. My body is a spiritual body. And he cannot prevail over it. I give no place to the devil whatsoever in my life. And you don't have to either. Let me show you why not. It goes on to say, And the great dragon was cast out. Just as we read a minute ago, to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and we're to bring everything into the obedience of Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Everything into the obedience of Christ. So we're going to cast him down, just as God cast him down, just as Jesus cast him down, and it's for us today to cast him down. You've got to cast down every imagination as the devil comes at your mind. You put him back just right that quick. And we're going to see how you're going to put him back. It says, the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into earth and his angels were cast out with him. Well, that takes us back in the heavens where Jesus cast him down. He came in and what did he do? He deceived the whole world. He said, I am the prince of this world. He, when he went and bargained with, with Jesus there in the wilderness, he said, this is my world and I'll give it to you if you'll just bear, bow down with me. So Satan, you know, has control of the world. He wanted to give it to Jesus. But Jesus didn't fall for it. He cast him down by the word of God, didn't he? Amen. Praise God. Looking on up into verse 10 now. And it says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength. Now has come salvation and strength. Now has come salvation and strength. What have we been doing tonight? We've been praising God, hadn't we? We've been praising him because there's power in that blood. The blood will never lose its power. And we've been worshiping God tonight at this service because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because he's cast down out of heaven. He's cast down by Jesus. He's cast down with us. And now we're praising him because of it. He hadn't got no place in our life anymore, has he? He's cast down. He's underneath our feet. We don't have to mess with the devil. He's underneath. He's down. He's cast down. So when the devil comes at you, you say, in the name of Jesus, you're cast down. He's cast down. The word says he's cast down. It's not me talking. It's the word of God. It's the spirit of God. He can't stand against the spirit. There's no way. The devil's got to flee. The devil's got to flee. He says here, now look what they were doing. Look at the praise that came forth now because the devil is cast down. It says, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accuseth them before our God day and night. You know, we talk about unity all day long, don't we? Well, let's for a minute look at what is causing disunity. 
It's the accuser of the brethren that's causing that disunity. Praise God. I tell you, he just confirmed my message tonight when he talked, when, when Brother Dave got up and talked about uh, the unity that he sees in the body of Christ. We see unity in the body of Christ because we're all learning how to cast that devil out of our life. And he's not coming into our life anymore to accuse the brethren. I'm not going to be accusing you. I'm going to be telling you how beautiful you are, how precious you are, what kind of victory you have in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be talking to you in the spirit, taking you to the truth, taking you to the word and showing you what you've got to do to have victory over the, over the devil. You know, God has already did everything he's going to do. That may sound like a, that may sound like a, a, a bold statement, but God is not going to do no more. He's not going to do nothing else. He's cast down the devil. Jesus has cast down the devil for you. And now you've got to cast down the devil in the name of Jesus and the authority that he has given you. See, you've got to now. It's you that's got to get to work. And I'm going to be giving you some testimonies here and what you can do in a minute. And that's why I say this message is vital to you tonight. Because when you go out of here, you are going to begin to cast the devil down. He ain't going to have no more place in your life. It goes on to say here, when they were praising God, I want to read that one more time because I just love that. I tell you what, when you're in your cell at, at night, the devil comes along, the accuser of the brother tries to come along. He tries to come in and whisper something into your ear to do this, do that, whatever he whispers in your ear. You take him over here to verse number 10 and verse number 11 and you say, now has come salvation. Hold your hands up to God. Turn your back on that old devil and just hold your hands up to God and say, now has come salvation. His strength has come and the king of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Amen. You know the old devil he accuses us right before God and Jesus is standing there and saying that's a lie. That's a lie. All he can do is lie. All he can do is lie. He says father that ain't true. Father that ain't true. And then we go to him and we say in the name of Jesus power of the Holy Spirit Praise God, we're casting that old devil down by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus says, that's right, Father, right there. Right there. See, he don't listen to the devil. The devil don't have no place in God's life. He's cast down. God's hip to the devil. I'm hip to the devil, too, and you should be hip to the devil. Praise God. Okay, we're going on here. And it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. Now, I want to deal with one thing first, and that's overcome. Now, I want you to get your pencil out if you've got a pencil, but I want you to turn to John 15.30 with me real quick. John 15.30. And I want, you, I want to show you what Jesus said about the devil. What Jesus had to say about the devil. All through here, he cast him down. All he had to do was say, all he had to do was say. That was it. Speak. That's all he had to do was speak, and that devil was gone. So what does that tell us? That we got to begin to speak. If we don't speak, we might as well forget it. 1530 of, uh, 1430 of John, 1430, excuse me. It says, hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. He don't have one thing in Jesus. Turning over to 1633 of John, just flip a page. 
Jesus, after speaking, after telling them about the comforter, after telling them how they were going to be charged by the power of God, how he had to go so that the comforter could come back, how he just kept telling them that he was going to prepare a place for him, that he was going to come and abide with them, that they had to abide in the word and they shall ask what they will and it shall be done unto me. You know, your joy is going to become full. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Then he came up and he said, these things I have spoken unto you. In other words, he said, I I've spoken all this to you because I know that in me, uh, uh, unto you, that in me you might have peace. Now, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but in me, you're going to have peace, he says. He says, but no, don't worry about it. Be of good cheer. Just begin to rejoice about it because I have overcome the world. So we've got something to be cheerful about tonight because Jesus has overcome the world and I've overcome the world too. You know, it's just that simple. He's given me power. If we want to go on over into Acts, we can see the kind of power. But let's turn on over and look at what John is talking about in 1 John 2. 1 John 2, verse number 14 to begin with. This is what I call the overcoming message. Now, if you want to look at, if you want to write down those scriptures, I'm going to be giving you some scriptures here that's going to reveal to you the overcome message that John had. So we got John 14, 30 to begin with, and then John 16, 33, and now we're at 1 John 2, 14. It says, I have written unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. See, you're strong. See, that's, that's that strength we praise God about. And the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Not, not present tense, past tense. He's overcome, he's gone, he's defeated, because that's why Jesus came, it says in 1 John 2, uh, 3, 8. For this purpose, the Son of God came. He came 2,000 years ago. He manifested 2,000 years ago that he might destroy the works of the devil. He's destroyed. He's destroyed. He destroyed the works of the devil. Now, he's writing to the Christian. He's writing to the Christians, but over and out 10-4 for the devil. He don't have no more in us. He has destroyed. And why is he destroyed? Turn to me to 4-4 of 1 John. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is Jesus that is in you. Because greater than Jesus within you than, than that old devil is in the world today, even though he owns it. Greater is Jesus that is in me than he is in the world. 1 John 5, starting out with number 4 there. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. You're born of God, aren't you? Did you know you overcome the world? When that Holy Ghost came into you, you overcame the world. You know, you overcome the devil. Now, look what it says here. It says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith. Our faith in what the Word of God says. But let me tell you something. Faith is not faith if you don't put it in action. See, you don't even believe if you don't put it in action. You can say, oh, yeah, man, God so loved the world. He gave his own God son. Whosoever believes in him uh, should not perish. But if you don't ever give your life to God, you might as well forget it. You didn't step out in faith. 
It can say, oh man, I overcome the, 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 the uh, devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. But if I've never testified about what the blood of Jesus Christ done, I hadn't overcome. You got to begin to testify. Okay, and then turn over with me and into Revelation. Revelation, verse number seven. And I want to begin to show you here in, in seven times he says what the overcomer has. This is your reward. It says in first, in Revelation 2, 7. Excuse me, Revelation 2, 7. It says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. God wants you to live back in the garden. Back in the garden, before sin came into the world, before fear came into the world, before anything of the devil came into the world. You know, we got to get back to the garden, back to the garden and live. Boy, it's nice back in the garden. It says back in the garden, you know, it's not even, it's not even uh, a good that a man be alone. He needs a wife, you know. We got to get back to the garden. We got to get back to the garden. You know, on down here in verse number 11 of chapter 2, it says, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. He that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. That's our reward. On over in, in verse number 17, it says, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the, in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying, He that receiveth it. We get a new name. We get a brand new name. Praise God. And down in 26 it says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power to overcome the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of the potter shall overcome, shall they be broken to, sh to shivers, even as I receive of my Father, and I will give him the morning star. Woo! The morning star is out. That's our reward for overcoming. That'd make anybody want to overcome, wouldn't it? That'd make anybody want to go and get the morning star. Some people say the morning star is Jesus Christ. Praise God. We're going to be like him. Let me go on now to 3-5 there. It says, He that overcometh the, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Isn't that beautiful? Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at, look at on down in verse 21 now. It says, To him that overcometh will I grant to set with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. We're going to be sitting in the throne. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to show you one more. If those wasn't good enough for what you're going to receive, turn with me over to 21, chapter 21 of Revelations, verse number 7. Verse number 7. It says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Amen. All things. Did you know you got a father that just gave you all things? You own all things right now. All things under the earth you own. All things in heaven. Everything you own. Hallelujah. It says here, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Amen. Eternal inheritance. That's what we have. But we got to overcome. We got to overcome. Okay, now I want to get to the major point that I'm making tonight. Up to this point, I've just been showing you what you have, what you are, by the scriptures, by the word of God, not by what I say. But I want you to turn with me, 
back to Revelation 12, 11. And this is the major point of the scripture. Revelation 12, 11. In Revelation 12, 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Remember that. I want you to turn over with me to Exodus 12. Exodus 12. And hold your hand there in, in Revelation. And turn with me to Exodus 12. Now this is the major point of this message. And you're going to see why faith is not faith until you act upon it. Faith is not faith until you act upon it. In, in Exodus chapter 12, if you don't recall, it's when the children of Israel was delivered out of bondage. When the death angel was coming and they were told in Exodus 12, chapter, verse number 5, it says, your lamb shall be without blemish. He said to take a lamb. And then what did he say to do with that lamb so that the death angel would pass by their house? All the firstborn of Egypt was going to be slain, but the children of Israel knew. The children of Israel knew to put that blood around that door. And what it says here in verse number 7, 12, 7 of Exodus, it says, And they shall take of the blood and strap it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it. They shall strap it. Remember that. They shall strap that blood upon the door post. Go over with me to 12, 21 now. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take your lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. This is the important point. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strap the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. Okay, they took the lamb. They put a bucket underneath the throat of the lamb or whatever kind of vessel it was. And they caught the blood of that lamb in that bucket or that jar. And then it says they took the hyssop, the hyssop, and they put it down into that bucket and they got blood on it. And then they strapped the doorpost with it in the shape of a cross, it is said, the side, the top, and the other side. Now, if they just took that blood and put it in that bucket, and that was the end of it, just like if we take the blood of the lamb and know that it's possible that the blood of the lamb runs off the devil today, that the blood of the lamb saved you, and we never take by faith that blood out of that bucket and put it and hit it on each side of the doorpost, we might as well forget it. The death angel is going to come right in. So what I'm saying is that it takes your faith 
to dip down into that blood and put it up on the doorpost and do what God said to do. Just like today, we have to take the blood of Jesus Christ and we have to strike it upon the doorpost of our life so that the devil cannot have any place in our life. And by striking that upon the doorpost, you're activating your faith. You're doing what God says to do and the devil is going to flee. You have to use the blood of Jesus. You have to get the blood out of that bucket and put it up on the doorpost of your life. And the way you do that is to testify about what the blood has done 2,000 years ago for you. You have to begin to testify of it. So it says back over in Revelation 12, 11, that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. The word of the testimony is the faith that it took to reach down into that blood with that hyssop, which represents faith, and put it upon the doorpost. So therefore, you have to begin to speak and testify about what the blood has done so that the devil cannot come by and destroy you and kill you and take your life and completely demolish you, and the end of it is death. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures here, starting with Ephesians 1, 7. And when we get through here tonight, you better get ready right now for the top to come off this place, because we're going to get rid of the devil in our life, and he's going to continue to stay going in our life. Because we're going to learn to testify of what the blood has did for our life. Ephesians 1, 7, to begin with. Ephesians 1, 7. Now, this is where the participation of the congregation comes in. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In whom we have redemption. We have redemption. The price has been paid. We have been redeemed by his blood. Okay. This is our testimony. I want to hear you say it now. And I would like for you to write these scriptures down. Repeat after me. Through the blood, Through the blood of, Jesus, of Jesus, I am redeemed, I am redeemed out, of the hands out of the hands of the devil. Of the devil. I want you to say it again. Through the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus I am redeemed, I am redeemed out, of the hands out of the hands of the devil. He can't stand that. You're testifying what the blood did to you. Can you feel the spirit come down? Woo! Boy, I tell you, get ready. We're going to look at Ephesians 1, 7 one more time. Let me read that to you again. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Get ready. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been forgiven of all my sins. Let's say it again. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been forgiven of all my sins. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, he's scattered, man, I tell you. 1 John 1, 7, turn with me, okay? 
1 John 1, 7. We're going to learn to testify the blood. And if you're not taking notes tonight, if you're not taking notes tonight, you can come back and listen to the tape and take notes of this. But in Ephesians, um, at 1 John 1, 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I hadn't got time to go into this verse and to expound upon it. We just want to testify to it. Through the blood of Jesus, God's Son cleanses me continually from all my sins. Okay, let's say it again together now. Through the blood of Jesus, God's Son cleanses me continually from all my sins. Praise God. Turn with me to Romans 5, 19. Romans 5, 19. Testifying to what the word of God, what the blood of God has did for us. Has done for us. Excuse me, my English. 5, 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Praise God. I read the wrong scripture. That's a good scripture though, man. I love that scripture. Well, that's a good one. We'll testify to that a little later. Let's go to 5.9, okay? Romans 5, 9, it says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Let me read that again to you. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Through Lance's good teachings, you know that justified means the results of righteousness. The results of righteousness. Now we're going to testify to this scripture. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just as if I had never sinned. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just as if I had never sinned. That ain't good enough for him. But of him are you in Christ, who God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Praise God. Let's testify to that. Through the blood of Jesus, God's Son, he is made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Praise God. Turn with me to Hebrews 13, 12. Hebrews 13, 12. I tell you what, when we get through tonight, this top's going to come right off. Hebrews 13, 12. Says, wherefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate. He sanctified us with his own blood. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, and set apart unto God. Praise the living God. 
Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, and set apart for God. You know, that's testifying of what the blood's done. Turn with 1 Corinthians 6, 19. This is the last one. You're going to have your one more time in a minute. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. See, we're going to go back and we're going to do them all at one time. And by that time, if the top is not off this place, it should have been. Praise God. Faith can raise the top. I believe that. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Page 1510, Lance says, 178 in my Bible. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Jesus. Your body don't own you anymore. God owns your body. Another place it says this. It says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. The temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? That ain't enough. Let me read another. <laughs> Chapter 6 of 16 of 2 Corinthians. It says, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. Let's testify to that. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Redeemed. Cleansed. And sanctified. By the blood of Jesus. Therefore. Satan has no place in me and in order. Tonight, we're just kicking the devil out decently and in order. But from here on out, we're going to testify to every one of these now. And as we come to the height of this, I just want you to begin to praise God for what his blood has done for you. And we're going to start at the top here now. And we're going to even say the scriptures and what scriptures they are. So get ready. Are you ready to fly? Okay. Ephesians 1, 7. That's right. Through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the, out of the hands of the devil. Ephesians 1, 7. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been forgiven of all my sins. 1 John 1, 7. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses me continually from all my sins. Romans 5, 9. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified made righteous just as if I'd never sinned. Hebrews 13, 12. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, and set apart for God. 
1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Redeemed, cleansed, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, Satan has no place in me, no power over me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's stand and praise God today. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Praise him for it. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah for your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah in Jesus' name and by his blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah for your blood. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Now you know, now you know what it means to overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. Whose testimony? Whose testimony? Whose testimony? That's right. Praise God. Your testimony. That's right. Hallelujah. May the Lord have his blessing upon the blood. Hallelujah. Yeah.